Hey everyone, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. This is a podcast about the journey to success. What does that look like? Well, it's a little bit different for everyone, and during this podcast, I'll be interviewing people across different roles and different companies so that everyone can see what's different about their journey, but also what's similar. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Today I'm excited to be talking with one of our claims people, Jill Lauer. Jill, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am doing good. The sun has finally come out, so I'm solar powered, I found out. Oh. <laughs> For folks who don't know you, um, explain what your role is at the Keeley Companies. I am the claim manager for all of the companies under the umbrella of Keeley Companies. Perfect. And what do you do in the the context of a claim administrator? What uh, what comes into you? Uh, just about every type of claim you can have: auto liability, um, property damage, general liability. You know, uh, utility hits, workers' compensation. Um, equipment damage, inland marine, those are inland marine claims. Every type of claim that there is theft, you name it, it comes into me. That sounds like a pretty busy job. It is, but I I, I like the variables about it. You know, each claim is different. And, you know, so you're not just stuck doing workers' compensation, you know, so then you can jump to something else. So I think it doing that really broadens people's horizons, you know, and their abilities to be able that. to handle multi-lines. Yeah. So how did you come to be in this line of work? Is this something that you've done for a while? Did you want to be in this kind of a role when you grew up? Or is this something that you've pivoted into in your career? Well, uh, my husband and our family, we moved here, and I don't you don't know if you remember, the blizzard of 1993. It was in February. I think they lovingly refer to it as Dave Murray's flurries. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I had never, ever been in the insurance field before that. I actually was a stay-at-home mom, and I had a, I did hair. I was a beautician and did that so I could stay at home with my children. So when we moved here... Our daughter was our youngest, and she was going to full-time kindergarten. So, of course, I was looking for a position, but I actually came into the business with the flood of 93. So, it was like, came in like a lion and stayed that way for, for quite a bit. So, I was hired, you know, they were going to breach the levee in Valmire, and um, a person, my son played t-ball with his little boy. His friend was the general manager for Gain Taylor, and he was looking for a secretary to be at the country company. So I went in, I interviewed, and he hired me. So I actually started out as a secretary and really had to grow up. 93. That, uh, I imagine there were quite a few claims coming about that time of year. Oh, my goodness. Well, what they did, country companies, because they knew they had so many 72 hours before they were going to breach the levee. So they had all these agents downtown in Valmire, which is not a really big community at all. In fact, they took the community and built it up on the bluff after the flood. 
but all the outlying farmers and such, so they were writing policies into the wee hours of the morning. And they had to get it done, between, you know, because it had to bind for 72 hours before the floodwaters would hit, you know, their properties. So they went crazy. I can't, you can't even imagine how many policies were written. It was, it was, and I didn't know anything about it until, you know, but I had um, or a gentleman came in from our Dallas office. Uh, ben Richards was his name, and he was he was heading up country companies, and just to you know, I was. I felt like I was a sponge, you know, maybe because I was at home. And but I, I mean, just to hear him talk about the policies and everything, and and how many they'd written, and you know, the phone never stopped ringing. It was so to me, it was like riveting. And I'd come home every day, and my husband would say, "Wow, how was it?" And I was like, "Oh my God, I love it," you know. And the stories from the adjusters coming in out of the floodwaters, half of them losing shoes, you know, in the floodwaters. <laughs> I mean. It was it was really something else. So you really had to learn a lot about the policies, homeowner policies, because there's all kinds of different, you know, different ones issued. And so I would take them home and read them because as the secretary, I had to be able to tell this homeowner this is covered and that's not, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I had to kind of learn really quickly. I loved it. And then when we pretty much were cleaning everything up in the Waterloo, Valmire area, um, my boss then had me come to the Gay and Taylor office in St. Louis on Olive. And I remained as the flood person there because we continued, I don't know if you remember that, but it just continued to flood. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Fenton everywhere was just, you know, because of all the water. And it just, I was busy for a long time as just the flood secretary. And then they brought me on full-time as the branch secretary. So, and then we had a gal that decided that for whatever reason that she wasn't medical only, workers' compensation claim medical only wasn't, you don't have to do anything with it. And that's not, that was not our company policy. You had to call on every single claim. And we were missing all these files. And I found like 50 files in her drawer subsequently she she was let go but i remember having them in my arms and going to my boss and say i am i am now a work comp adjuster and he's like <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah so yeah so that's how i i started and you know we worked for we were third party administrators so we worked for like lantern company lantern delivery systems you know all kinds of, and we were also independent adjusters as well so we would do all the property damage and things like that so you really had a you really diverse in what you you could do but um when I had to get into auto liability and trucking liability, I, I'm not going to lie, what screaming and kicking because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I'm happy. Well, then I got to love that, you know. So, and I've I've learned them all in the 28 years that I've been doing this. So, what a great story! Thank you for sharing that, Jill. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. I, I do have a question for you. I love the passion that you bring to your role. And you've mentioned numerous times that you just loved it. What is it about the claims process that gets you fired up that you love so much? The investigation. I love the investigation. I mean, it's from, you know, from you, you handle a file from cradle to grave. And so that initial invest investigation is the most important aspect 
of your claim because if you when you do this long enough you kind of get a gut feeling you can tell whether or not a team member or somebody's lying you know and you know and it just that part of it and then i i like seeing it evolve and of course i love to see it close you know mm-hmm. so and a lot of times it's and you you get to speak to so many different people and i mean just so many different characters you know so I, mean, I just really to me it's i don't i just loved it going in and still do that is so exciting i i it fires me up when i hear people that love their job that's obviously what i'm focused on is helping people grow their careers and find that place where they can fit and i i it's different for every person and that's the fun part about it Yes, I, you know, I have a lot of friends in the same business, and I can tell you, um, I've been very, very fortunate. I've had wonderful bosses. They did not micromanage. They didn't have to. They knew your work ethic. They knew you'd get it done. But, I mean, I I feel like I'm like one of those people, diamond-like in a rough, because most of them would sit and moan and groan. You know, we'd all be sitting together, and, and they hated it. Mm. They literally hated their job. And I'm like, I don't understand, <laughs> you know. But yeah, they, they didn't like it. So let me ask you this, Jill. I know obviously things come at you fast and furious. You've got multiple things going on at the same time. Um, any tips or tricks that you use to help keep yourself focused uh, or not be overwhelmed by the volume of claims that are coming your way? Well, I think you have to prioritize your claims. You know what I mean? Some claims have have a larger priority than others. You know, if you've got an injury, you, you're going to stop, drop, and roll, and you might be working on an auto claim, you know, but that team member is the most important thing right now. I I wouldn't care if I was in a conference. I'd have to get up and I would leave, and, I, and I've, I've done that. I mean, so it's prioritizing your claims and which one needs handling first. I mean, and yes, you, you can be very overwhelmed. You know, if you don't, there's times where you just need to have to maybe step back, get up, go get a glass of water, you know, clear your head, think about, you know, did I miss something, you know, while you're up and about, and then sit down and start to do your job. I mean, you know, every job is overwhelming at times. So to say it isn't, that would, that'd be a lie. Mm -hmm. As you expand this role, and I know as the company has grown, um, you know, your role has become more and more important. What advice would you give to somebody who's either new getting into the business or is doing kind of a mid-career pivot into the claim side of things? I think my best advice would be to listen, take your time, but always listen, get the get the facts, always ask questions. You know, because there's always an answer to a question. And if I can't provide that for, you know, my t- say, is he my team member, then I will find that answer. I mean, and you have to surround yourself with professional people that, you know, for instance, like our work comp attorneys and, you know, uh, Bob Stryler and, pe- and those type of people that can be there for you when you need them. You know, it's, it's okay not to know everything. That would be the best thing that I could tell her. That is good advice. Absolutely. Knowing who to connect to and who to network with is just as important sometimes, if not more important, than what you actually know. Correct. So let me ask you this, Jill. Uh, Past five years, you know, as you've grown in your career, 
what new beliefs, uh, behaviors, or habits have you adopted that has helped you to keep up with this growth that uh, the company is on? I'd have to think about it. I mean, again, it would be the uh, prioritizing, you know, what's most important, what's going to, you know, what is going to help our company. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, we really have to focus on the cost of claims, you know, because that's going to keep, you know, our our um, uh, out-of-pocket our ICOPE, insurance cost out of pocket, lower, you know, that's going to help your scorecard. It's going to help us flourish. So I really focus a lot on the cost of claim. You know, I just had an, a situation where I happened to be looking at one physical therapy bill and to another therapy bill. And actually, Izzy was the one that said, you, you need to look at this. And I looked at it, I was like, holy cow. You know, so one side of the house is using one and the other side is using another. And it's just like, we need to make a decision because the cost is exuberant compared to, and I know they're getting the same type of, you know, great medical treatment from both because I know both people, you know, both firms, but it's like some, so you have to make those decisions. Okay. I don't want to use them anymore. They're too expensive, that type of thing. So cost is huge too. I mean, to prioritize and, and look at your medical invoices and make sure that you can get them into, you know, um, like your carrier so they get a cost reduction so you're not paying fully out of pocket and to be able to negotiate it i mean i've gone in and said hey i'd rather pay this amount of money what do you think and they'll say okay you know so that kind of helps i think helps us move forward and keeps our costs lower you know that's great advice certainly for not just people in claims but, but all of us everything can be negotiable whether it looks like it or not uh, all you have to do is ask yeah, like my husband always says, what are they going to do, draft you? That's <laughs> you know? what he always says to me. And I'm like, well, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I love it. That is, that is hilarious. Uh, so let me look at the flip side of it. You know, obviously you had mentioned things go wrong on occasion. What example can you give of a potential failure uh, or what looked like a failure to the outside world? that you've had in your career that actually set you up for success because of what you learned in the midst of that apparent failure? I have a claim right now that I am dealing with, and you would think that I'd have several. I mean, um, I guess you do some of you, for, you forget, but I have this claim right now that has just been tumultuous. I, and, you, you know, when you do this for that long and you have a claim where you feel like every corner that you've turned, that everything went wrong. And then, you know, you go back and you look at things and, you know, I mean, I have examined this claim in and out. I can't tell you how many times to, you know, to see where the failures are. And you're like, okay, so what this claim has done for me, and he's an out-of-state person, it's, and it's not like we didn't take immediate action. We did. But we also had a team member, or a team member that that is not cooperating. So, to me, it, it's this is setting me up for further success because one, it'll never happen again. I've learned my lesson. You know, just follow follow the rules. Don't bend the rules because someone else in the company says I don't want to do it that way. The rules are the rules, and so and once you do that, 
you know, you do things that you normally and ordinarily would never do, it it puts you in a, in a trick box because it, and you keep going back to, well, normally I would never have done that. But, you know, so I know now that I am going to follow the rules and do it the way that I've always done it, because that's the way you succeed. You, I mean, you go to A to Z and that, you know, if you start out with D, you might be in trouble. So and, and it's weird because it just happens to be what I'm working on now. I just I always say, God, I wish this would go away. <laughs> uh, I love that. Having a process and following your process, knowing that the process works after all the years of experience. Uh, yeah, tough learning lesson, but you're right. It will set you up for future success because of that. That's a great example, Jill. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. And sorry you're having to deal with it uh, out of the same side of it. It's okay. But, you know, and it's it's a great learning thing, not only, you know, because I've been doing this forever, but it's, you know, a great learning thing for Izzy because, you know, I there's several times when I will stop and talk to her about this claim. You know, because it's important, you know, that that never happens. So, you know, we'll have conversation about it. And, and she'll say, God, I just wish you'd go away. <laughs> Me too. But, yeah, it's it's a great learning. This claim's a great learning tool. If I ever had to give a speech on what not to do, this would be the one. You know, and, and what you just shared there is actually really profound. It's It's taking those lessons learned while they're still fresh in your mind and sharing them, uh, in this case, with your team, uh, but also just getting them stuck in your brain so that it, it stays there for the future. You know, it's that repetition, and uh, people always say teachers always learn the most because they have to do it over and over again. And so that coaching that you're giving Izzy, not only helping her, but also helping you. So that that's exciting to hear as well. Right. So last question I've got for you, Jill. Uh, it's my favorite question. Uh, I call it the God Mode question. Uh, if we could put you in charge of all of the screens in the world, all the you know phones, tablets, digital watches, digital signboards, billboards, all that other good stuff. If you could put anything on every screen in the world, whether it be a picture or a quote, you know, a couple words, what is it that Jill Lauer wants the world to know? I'd say don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. The fight is worth it. It's those simple things that are really profound. Ah, love it. Thank you, Jill, for sharing that. Those, uh, especially this uh, time and age, we're we're hopefully coming out of the pandemic. It's the spring of yes. 2021. Um, the light is at the end of the tunnel, and sometimes that gets to be where it's the hardest because we think we should be done quicker than we are. Uh, but don't give up. Oh, great word. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Jill, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing your story with everyone who's listening to this podcast. Uh, but also the, the journey that it's taken you to get there, the fact that it didn't happen overnight. I appreciate you sharing that with everybody uh, today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Under Construction Podcast. As a reminder, this is a place where we can talk about what does it mean to be a success and the journey that it takes to get there, which is different for everyone, as I'm sure you've heard. I encourage you to listen to this app. We'll be posting this podcast on a regular basis to all the major podcast apps, be it on your iOS or Android device, certainly on your computer. You can always find us at anchor.fm forward slash Keely U 
or all of the major podcast apps and platforms. Thanks and have a great rest of the week. Thank you.